Chapter Five of the Rock Frog. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. The Rock Frog by Harriet Anna Cheever. The Eagle's Nest. A few days and nights passed and no sign was seen of the air giant that the long pond frogs had cared for you must be prudent advised judge kerchunk other air giants are likely to be winging along the sky beside the one that vowed to keep the peace with us toward evening of the second day after the hawk had flown away the cry rang out again clock o'clock clock o'clock very soon the frogs were crowding all along the top and sides of the rock before judge kerchunk's door i heard a squad of frogs coming again said the rock frog and from toward the marsh shall we tell them about the air giant and what he promised as to their king it was agreed that it would be quite the thing to let the marshers know that the long ponders had been friendly in trying to get help for boom a room and the marsh frogs at once grew friendly themselves on hearing it and declared there should be no more trouble or jealousies between the two tribes even if boom a room did not return to them then they scrambled away as if feeling still more hopeful than after their first visit and their croakings took on a more cheerful sound the next night at midnight when a frog chorus was in full blast a great shadow darkened the pond wide wings flapped and every frog disappeared the usual fright coming back as long as they did not know what dread bird it might be that was clouding the moon night but in another instant came the well-known call clock o'clock clock o'clock clock o'clock and there on the rock was an air giant that surely must be their friend but they need not have been afraid for the hawk remained only a moment then soared away up up into the blue heavens far and far away as father hindlegs who could take surprising leaps reached the top of the rock his little round eyes saw at once that the king of the marshers boom a room was squatting directly in front of judge kerchunk's door his throat pumping his eyes staring his breast heaving and his whole appearance saying here i am again oh what luck yet it took but a glance to see the marsh king was too choked up to speak he cast glances around that were full of fright and seemed begging for protection and kindness and come to find out he did not know at all how it was that he came to find himself back at the rock frog's door so it had to be explained the long story had to be told how the marsh frogs called to find out if possible what had become of their king how the air giant the hawk had been hurt and what it had promised now you must tell us all about your strange and dangerous trip said the rock frog we know you must want to get back to your own tribe 
but we must hear what you have seen during the week that has gone since we saw you carried away i tried to warn you of your danger i did indeed but alas your voice boomed so loud and deep i could not make you hear i will surely tell the strange exciting story of what i have seen and heard since the moment i was seized and carried away said boom-a-room but let me begin at the beginning so you will understand all about it he waited a few moments while a multitude of frogs piled themselves all over the rock on top at the sides everywhere within sound of his voice in fact so many of them were there that the ground for some distance beyond the rock was dark with little squatting figures but boom a room although feeling rather weak said he would speak loudly enough for them all to hear as it grew quiet the marsh frog who was perched close beside the rock frog began his story i do indeed want to see the good little men the fat little men the kind little men the smart little men of the marsh frogs but it is through the kindness and thoughtfulness and forgiveness of the rock frog and the long ponders that i am here to-night and you shall be the first to hear my story and first i knew on the instant what had befallen me when i felt the talons of the eagle closing over my body i had talked too loud had croaked down every one else and not being able to see or hear any danger signs i had been swooped up by an air giant and the worst one of all the eagle now perhaps you think it was very painful being carried in claws high into the air not at all i was held in what formed a comfortable hollow as high up and far away flew the eagle in fact i was in a kind of cage one i could not get out of but could peep through and full of fear as i was it was a very alluring thing to look down 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 upon sights i had never dreamed of before i saw the tops of buildings could see the great things we often hear and the men called bells hanging in the steeples and after a few minutes that seemed like hours to me we were over the tops of trees and i could see the little birds safe in their nests oh i wished i were a leaf a twig anything that was not alive and could not feel but up up we went until the air for me was so thin i opened my mouth to breathe the easier and then we were over the water and there on a little point of rock that hung over the deep blue sea was a great nest into one corner of which i was dropped and left to myself in a moment i saw that another great frog quite as large as i am was in an opposite corner of the nest but it was of a different kind and very green with large warty blotches all over it then again there was a good-sized handsome lizard with bright colored spots all over its back i thought it was pretending to be dead it kept so still but i had not seen then what a trap it was in next my eye lighted on a baby duckling huddled in a far corner looking so lonesome and homesick i really pitied it 
and as for the brilliantly spotted lizard i found it was under a network of roots and twine so skillfully crossed recrossed and fastened down that escape was impossible the eagle had flown away directly after dropping me as if quite sure that getting away was something out of the question i began to examine the nest it was a great place looking to me as large as a room it was so deep that i could see nothing from it but the sky above my head the nest was made almost entirely of sticks curiously plaited and braided and small spaces filled in here and there with smaller sticks and all made fast to the ledge with other sticks the inside was fine lined first with roots having fibres that made a kind of lacework catching and holding in place the moss and grasses that made a soft and pleasant carpet on which to sit or lie there were funny little bunchy places on which one could perch and the sides were filled in with sticks and twigs much like the floor i at once felt a strong desire to catch my claws in the crevices at the sides get to the top of the nest and take a look around if there was any way of escape i meant to make a bold snap at it i thought the green blotchy fellow opposite had followed my eyes and knew my thoughts for i declare he grinned yes grinned stretch his spit of a mouth and seemed to say let's see you try it come now try it do my next thought was that no matter how vexed or provoked i might feel i would not show temper or give way to anger again had not a fit of passion brought me to that prison and if ever i wanted or hoped to get away must i not make friends instead of enemies of my fellow prisoners especially one of my own kind so instead of swelling and swallowing and puffing and blowing i hopped over to the great green fellow who really was fine enough looking and said it appears we are in a bad fix very bad indeed he replied with a leer no chance of getting away i suppose said i do you see any he asked no i said pleasantly but firmly yet i am going to do my best to scratch up the sides of this nest look around for myself and see what i think of the prospect i would said the green frog i've done it several times but i haven't taken my flight yet i turned without another word and began the hard task of climbing the poor little duck seeing me start set up a sharp little squawk that seemed to say take me too take me too in a moment i heard the other frog coming after me seeing i was bound to keep good nature he inclined towards helping me somewhat stick the fingers of your forelegs in the little openings he said that will aid you i took his advice and after a long tiresome scramble gained the top of the nest the green frog was soon beside me the nest was thick as well as deep and had a wide rim all around the top that gave ample room on which to squat comfortably as we looked around uncomfortably and croaked disconsolately water 
only water far below except for jagged rocks with picket-like points that might pin a frog through if he struck on one while leaping beyond them into the stream would be next to impossible the moon was shining brightly and far as the keen little eye of a frog could see only water and rocky shores were below us at one side was deep deep drowning water yet for all the danger i could not help admiring the splendid outlook i had never seen anything half so grand before the moon made a glittering path across the great sea rocks rose here and there and if land lay beyond them it was hidden from our sight how deep do you suppose the water is under us i asked the green frog i cannot tell he replied but it must be very deep and we could not fling ourselves beyond these rocks no matter how hard we tried besides you can see for yourself that the current at this point is swift and strong a frog could not swim against it even where the water could be reached have you been here long i asked more than a week he replied and are still alive yes i do not think the eagle catches us only for food he and his mate seem to enjoy having strange company about them and every little while they have a party of eagles in the nest when the eagle prods and pokes us to make us dance and croak the lizard turns all sorts of colors in the moonlight and he pushes him until he crawls about under his netting in pretty lively fashion so showing his fine spots then the eagle has a mate oh dear yes and a very fond couple they are too i think they are both very old and have lived together a great many years they say they do i began to see that the green frog was quite a knowing fellow and so went on asking questions how old may the eagle be i don't know but it is told that they do live to be over a hundred years old and a pair of eagles will live together till one or the other of them dies have they had many feasts since you were here two and i think they will have another soon what do they feast upon chiefly fish they are very fond of fish and at this season catch a great many plump fine ones perhaps you know that hawks from a high perch can see quite a distance under water i have an idea that eagles can do the same this enables them to sight a fish that is sporting under the surface of the sea imagining itself perfectly safe but down swoops the air giant then out of sight he plunges under the wave and up he comes a wriggling fish in his beak seagulls are also a treat and even a tiny pig will sometimes be born squealing into the nest where is his mate now i asked she has been gone since early morning visiting i think as i said i think a feast is coming before long and she is off perhaps inviting the guests ha here he comes and stopping never an instant head over heels we went down into the nest landing on our backs and we were quietly squatting in our opposite corners when the eagle fluttered home
End of chapter 5. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.